you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Good morning to talk about football. We are presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live in New York City. It's Thursday, November 2nd. I'm Jamie Erdahl. There's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, and Sean O'Hara in for Jason McCourty, who is en route to Germany, which is great for him. His bags are packed. Time for the lead block. Stacey Dales is live with us from Frankfurt, Germany, ahead of the game. She is one of several... Wow, Stacey, you told us it was windy earlier, and indeed it is. Talk us through uh, the elements that <laughs> yeah. you are battling, but also Tyreek Hill and the fact that people are looking forward to him facing the Chiefs. But now this game is being played in Germany. This is epic. Yeah, Jamie, I took my hat off just so you could see how windy it is here in Frankfurt. Welcome, everybody. The Dolphins are at practice, actually, right now, so Tyreek Hill's running around out there. It's pretty remarkable what he's been able to accomplish as he gets ready to face his former team. He spent six years, as you guys know, with the Chiefs, three of his four All-Pros with the Kansas City Chiefs in those six seasons. And when you consider the fact that he is on pace, guys, just think about this number. 2,155 receiving yards. If he were to achieve that, he would smash Kelvin Johnson, the great Kelvin Johnson's record from 2012, which was 1,964. I mean, it's absolutely spectacular. And there's a couple of things that I would tell you that are are really key in this and the growth that we've seen from Tyreek Hill. When you consider what Mike McDaniel has done with him in this offense, yes, it's year two for him with Tua Tungo-Vailoa, but just simple things like coaching, the way he takes coaching, the effort he gives in practice. We always hear about when your best player is your hardest worker. Well, that is, in fact, the case with Tyreek Hill. But one of the things they've tried to get him to do for those yards after catch, you guys, is to not get caught up in the air and with his leaping ability, get stuck there to where when he comes down, he can take that contact and get those yak yards. So. Uh, staying on his feet. A basketball, Jamie, you'll appreciate this reference, if you will. If you have the ball, you're a point guard. Don't get caught up in the air, whether you're going to pass it or shoot it. And so for Tyreek Hill, he has been so grounded literally this year in terms of those yards after catch. And lastly, I would tell you guys, it's just his commitment to being complete at the position. When I listened to the broadcast last week, Greg Olson made a great comment. He had had Bill Belichick in previous time talking about Tyreek Hill and Belichick just talking about how complete of a receiver he is at this point in his career. It's the blocking. And again, when your best players block, it's a really good message to the rest of those receivers. And they're really good, you guys. It's going to be a tall order for Kansas City's defense, who is the number two scoring defense in football, mind you. Stacey, I'm sure the last point you just made was a great one, but I'm having coaches ring true in my head that you never jump up in the air without knowing whether you are going to pass or shoot before you commit to that. The hat is back on. That's right. Stacey Dales is in Frankfurt. Great job, Stacey. And we were just informed that Jason McCourty has landed. So your teammate is on the way. All Uh, right. Stacey, thanks so much. We're going to check in with you again later on. Peter, what are your thoughts, your expectations 
for this connectivity, the connective tissue, if you will, I, between Tyreek Hill and playing the Chiefs? I said it yesterday. I said there, there's a little bit of hint of like, ah, it's too bad that the game's in Germany as opposed to Arrowhead for Tyreek's first experience versus the Chiefs. I think the Arrowhead fans would love to actually welcome with positivity Tyreek Hill. Did you get reprimanded for I did. I got told, this is the Germany <laughs> game. Why would you ever go negative? <laughs> Truth of the matter is, I say it because I think this might be an AFC Championship game preview and it might yeah, be even sure. sweeter at the end if Tyreek gets a chance to do this in January. Um, the interesting dynamic is last year he left and the Chiefs were just fine. Chiefs got away with it. Juju was great. Mm -hmm. MVS was great. Down the, the, the final moments of the Super Bowl, it was Sky Moore, a rookie, yeah. and Kadarius Tony, a midseason acquisition, making huge plays. The Chiefs, they could go to sleep at night knowing we love Tyreek Hill, but we are just fine without Tyreek Hill. And having a second Super Bowl ring, it was the right move to not pay him and to give the money elsewhere on our team. This year, that's not the case. Mm -hmm. I don't think the Chiefs wide receivers are playing well. Right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I am a little concerned about that unit. They didn't do anything at the trade deadline. Drop. And it's been drop after drop after drop. And it seems like Mahomes is out of sync with these guys. So here's the contrast. What if Tyreek goes for 220 and three touchdowns and we've got <laughs> the Chiefs wide receivers with the Butterfingers like the Halloween special and yeah. they're dropping the passes and it's like... Mm -hmm. What could have been, and I know there's no regret. You won your Super Bowl. Uh, franchises and fan bases wait their entire lives for the sure. Super Bowl. They're good. They got a second ring. They did it without Tyreek. But if Tyreek is doing the deuces and he's flexing and he's doing all this stuff, while the Chiefs wide receivers are dropping passes and the Dolphins take care of business and beat the Chiefs, well, you better believe as we head towards January, if they do play again, I would like to think that Tyreek and his team, the Dolphins, would have the edge over Kansas City no matter whether it's the Chiefs fans welcoming Tyreek back or if that game is played in Miami. I, I hope it is. I mean, that's incredible. Look at those logos right now. I'll take it in Vegas or in wherever we're going to play it. Um, the Chiefs have no excuse to get their pants pulled down by Tyreek. They know better than mm. any. You should not give up 220. If you see this, you guys messed up. And I'll tell you why. So Tyreek Hill blows up in 2016. This is catching passes from Alex Smith. He's obviously this sensation. Everybody's raving about how fast he is. He has a full year where no one knew where he came from. No one was prepared for him. Mm -hmm. So you got your preparation year. 2017, when it's already out and everybody knows who he is, look how many catches he's had of 50-plus yards since 2017 after the warm-up year. All right? He's had 21, not even close to the next person. This is, again, after everybody knew what time it was and still by far leads the league in ridiculous, beautiful, deep bombs with the deuces being thrown out. <laughs> the league couldn't stop him since then. The Chiefs have had five years of preparation this years with him. That's after this was, that. This is the crazy. They know this guy. <laughs> they know what he can do. Nobody knows him better. If you don't have a game plan to keep Tyreek from doing any of this stuff, then you don't have good enough players or you don't have good enough coaches. Other teams, I get it. They don't have the, the compatibility. They don't have the, the relationship. You guys can't let Tyreek do this. Do you? Never mind the optics. You know him. You should not have that moment. If you do, you're not good enough, and he, you shouldn't have let him go. I mean, it's nobody knows him better. Nobody should have a more familiar time stopping him. Come on. It's it's like Miyagi's crane kick. Uh, if done properly, no one can defend. Everybody That's knows true. that Tyreek Hill's That's going true. deep. Everybody knows that they're going to throw the ball over the shoulder, and yet they can't stop it. I was talking with uh, a couple of the Giants coaches before Miyagi. they played the Dolphins, yeah. and I'm like, how do you prepare for Tyreek Hill? Yeah. They would start the receivers five yards off the like already, already downfield against their defense. Head start. Give them the speed. That's how quick he gets on you. Yeah, but I know we're going basketball references right here. Okay. So I'm going to chime in on that. I, I, like back in the day, triple threat, shoot, pass, dribble, right? Sure. Still. You don't decide in the air, right? <laughs> That's the way the coaches want the players to play. Do not decide in the air. Well, uh, when we were kind of younger, there was above the rim clothing line. Yeah. Their motto was elevate and decide in the air. 
right? Wow. That's against when it. you're that good of a player and you have that good of a vertical leap, you just elevate and just figure it out while you're up there. <laughs> That's Tyreek Hill. Like, elevate and decide in the air. This guy is that good that he could just kind of, hey, you know what? I'm just going to rate. I'm going to run this route. I'm going to do this. I'm going to run by that guy. Yep. He plays above what the coaches can cover defensively and challenge him. And, hey, we're not going to let this happen to us. We're going to be the defense that stops him. Doesn't matter because week in and week out, everybody says we got to stop Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Nobody can do it. It's amazing. I have I have a new I have an updated version and it can yeah. apply to Tyreek Hill. Right. Accelerate and decide on the run. There you go. Boom. Not elevate T-shirt. and decide in the Brand air. It. Yeah, Tyreek Hill. Accelerate Brand and decide Billy on the run. Billy jeans to that. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's the A blocks, man. I just I like to bring it. my A game. Uh, Tom Pelissero, speaking of A game, what's happening, man? Uh, you yourself are not in Germany. You are at home, I would assume, in Minneapolis. Yes, you are. Uh, what are some injuries that we have to watch? And maybe not only for tonight as Thursday night football kicks off week nine but beyond well jamie let's start with bill's quarterback josh allen who did not participate in practice on wednesday as he continues to deal with an injury to his throwing shoulder now coach sean mcdermott had said earlier in the day that he has expected allen to be limited in practice mcdermott also said there was no setback here it's all just a part of managing that injury we know that josh allen is extremely tough it is hard to keep him off the field particularly for a huge game on Sunday against the Bengals. Meanwhile, Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson was back on the practice field, officially listed as limited after missing last week's game because of that ongoing issue with his throwing shoulder. Coach Kevin Stefanski said he was not going to make any game day proclamations, unlike a week ago, continuing to move forward here day to day. Stefanski did say that if Watson cannot play again this week, it would be P.J. Walker getting another start. Jamie? All right. Good to know. Really interesting situation going on in Cleveland, Tom. We know you'll keep us updated as we move along. You know you've arrived, at least in Minnesota, when Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings, put extra R's in your name. Jordan Addison. Here is one of the most exciting young players in the league right now. He's leading all rookies with seven touchdowns so far this season, and it is only November 2nd. Everybody, welcome Jordan Addison to the table. Yo, Jordan, what's up, man? What's going on? What's going on? Good morning to you. Uh, we got to start. You have had an absolutely electric month. We've been so thrilled watching how you have come on within this offense. And a lot of it has to do with your connection with Kirk Cousins. He has been a staple in that locker room. I can imagine he's been a leader for you personally. But then to see what happened to him last week and his injury, what has he meant to you as a teammate personally? But also, how much do you, how much will this team miss him moving forward? Moving forward, this team will miss him tremendously. Just that leader, that, that leadership role that he played in the locker room, just taking control of everything. And, you know, we're definitely going to miss his presence out there and his energy. We're going to miss his presence and energy, too, even as fans. I mean, it was really it was a loss. It's been sad, and it's a down story, and you guys are going to carry on. But there is one thing that is a little amusing that maybe help you carry on. Jordan, after your win over the 49ers in Week 7, Kirk attributed the win to one thing. In fact, one musical act, one rock and roll band. Take a listen to this. Got to say it, you know, Creed. We are, I'm getting my ankles taped pregame because I try to get them taped as late as possible and I'm sitting there on the table and suddenly it comes on. And Garrett Bradbury's doing some body work next to me and he goes, forget this, I got to go with, go enjoy this with the boys. So he then gets up and goes in the locker room and I get my ankles taped and we go in there. It's just, it's really good morale. And then we go to, we go to pray in the corner of the locker room with any guys that want to pray and we go prayer, you know, over here. And so we had to turn the creed off and Harrison Smith made a great point. He said, guys, this is the prayer. So, Jordan, it's, it's, it's really motivational, and he's so sincere. Before playing with Kirk Cousins, did you have any idea about the existence of this band called Creed, and will it be carried on after his injury? 
Okay, so I heard the song before, but I don't really have too much experience with the band. But it's definitely gonna carry on. Just seeing his juice coming out of there when once they play that song, seeing Kirk, seeing Kirk energy, it definitely got us all going. So, you know, we gonna we might keep that going for him. I love it. It's gonna keep it going. We're so excited for you, man. I, I, the Monday night game, obviously, when you ripped the touchdown pass out of the 49ers defender, that was huge. But I go back to draft night. And, you know, we're at the draft and we're waiting for the wide receiver run. And there's Jackson Smith, the Jigbo gets drafted. And then Quentin Johnson. And then Zay Flowers. And I'm wondering, I'm thinking, when is Jordan Addison going? You do go. You go to the Vikings at 23rd overall. What were you thinking in that green room as you saw three other wide receivers go and hear those names right before your name was announced? Man, I was wondering the same thing when I'm going to go. But, you know, what I was thinking was I just got to make all these teams pay. I got to make everybody pay. Uh-huh. Okay, and now you've actually scored a touchdown in each of your last four games. Yep. And you're the only other Vikings rookie to do that in the last 50 years was Randy Moss back in 1998. What was it like hearing your name now after that draft experience, which I don't know if you know Moss's draft experience, very similar, my friend. Mm -hmm. Had to wait in the green room, went in the 20s. What's it like hearing your name mentioned with Randy Moss's as far as great rookie seasons? It's really just unreal. It's unreal. Like, these one of those things that, like, it just hasn't even set in yet. All the feelings and emotions is just, like, it's just crazy to see. Jordan, it's been phenomenal watching your, your progress as a rookie. And I kind of flash back to my rookie year and how I remember when I came into the NFL, I couldn't, I couldn't stop watching the veterans in front of me and, and trying to glean from them, whether it was studying the film or just watching their technique or listening to the things that they focused on defensively. I want you to take us inside the wide receiver meeting room right now. What are you learning from Justin Jefferson? Obviously, he's not playing. He's banged up as well. But I'm sure he's around the building. I'm sure he's giving you some information, some help. What's something that he has taught you? I'll say one thing he's taught me was just use my legs when it kind of releases, you know, transition out of break, be confident, trust myself, and, you know, just trust that my legs will get me out of anything. Uh, Jordan, your team, because of this Kirk Cousins injury, has probably had a, a challenging week and a little extra work has had to be put in. You've got a rookie quarterback, fellow rookie, and Jaron Hall, who's at the ready, but they also made a move to bring in Joshua Dobbs in a trade. How has this week gone in terms of meetings and working with whoever this new quarterback may be and making sure everyone is on the same page? Right. We've been just trying to keep it as normal as possible, you know. Whoever, you know, whoever starts at quarterback, we just go, we just got to make them look good. That's our job at receiver, catch the ball, get open. So we just got to get open even more now. Okay. That, make it easy for them. You got to make it easy for them. Make them pay, too. That is Jordan Addison. Thank you so much, oh, Jordan. Have Jordan, Stay job, healthy man. and have an awesome rest of your season, man. Go get him, Jordan. Appreciate it. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. 
Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Thursday, you mentioned it, three topics. We're going to start, of course, with Thursday night football. Who's going to have a bigger game tonight, guys? Is it the Titans, DeAndre Hopkins, or is it the Steelers' young wide receiver, George Pickens? Peter. Feeling George Pickens tonight. Mm. I feel like it's a little breakout night for George Pickens. He's had those big plays. Last week, of course, we'd lost uh, the quarterback, and in comes Trubisky, and it was like just there was no offense. Although I feel like you can draw it up. We can get Pickens involved. They're home. It's prime time. I don't know if George Pickens has ever had Al Michaels do Pickens with the pick. I think this could be a big moment for him. I love what Hopkins did last week. I've got George Pickens tonight, the young guy showing up. There's some buzz around this Titans right now with Levis and everything. Peter has gone to Bed Bath & Beyond and bought a giant blanket, and he's gone into the faucet, and he's just soaked it with water, and he's throwing it over the Will Less like Titans spirit. Can you give me anything, Titans or Oilers? Is every one of your answers going to be about the Steelers? Come on. Uh, cool plays, bro. I did a whole thing about how amazing Yesterday. Was. On the rookie game day. I gave Levis number one. That's true. On the road, short week, All cold right. weather, terrible towels. Mike Tomlin, I kind of like Pittsburgh tonight. Mm. Yeah, I kind of like the fact that you're going with a young guy on a short week because fresh legs bounce back quicker. But I'm going to take DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. I think when you look at this Pittsburgh Steelers defense, this is not your daddy's Steelers defense. Like, they have been porous. I mean, not no steel curtain here. They, it's more like aluminum foil. And I think Hopkins is going to have a big another big game. So I think they're going deep. Uh, I will go DeAndre Hopkins as well, only because I feel like he was, looked like a new man last week. And that's not an indictment on Ryan Tannehill. I just think sometimes it's fun to change it up. And Will Levis was balling. Billy Jeans, if you will, because I'm just going to keep saying that. Yes. Um, will it existence. Billy Jeans, because if you typed in Will Levis before his four-touchdown game, it would auto-correct to Levi's. Mm -hmm. William Jeans, Billy Jeans. Kyle, you're not going to go on this one because we already know. No, oh, um, right. Let's go the next one. Okay. The two regions represented tonight, you have Western Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And you have Tennessee, both cradles of producing legendary people. Right. Is it Tennessee, though, if you consider the musicians that have come out of there? Or is it Western Pennsylvania in the list of football legends that come out of Western Pennsylvania? Which right, region has produced a better list? Okay, so it's Western PA football yes. versus Nashville slash all of Tennessee Yes, you music. got it. I'm going Western PA. I'm going Talk with a cradle us. of quarterbacks. I want to see the quarter. This is a the, get, I can't eat, guys. There's a lot going on here. Can I get the quarterbacks no, this here? Uh, this is just they're all on the right. Very on the, the far right. Call. I get it. Uh, this is it. Give me Joe Namath. Yeah. Give me Joe Montana. Give me Dan Marino. Yeah. Give me Jim Kelly. They all come from one part of the world. Mm. Western Pennsylvania. And then if you want to go into like Sean Gilbert and Darrell Revis, we could go to, to that little world too, that there was a lot of guys there. But like quarterbacks, there's no, I mean, you can have your sunny Florida and your beautiful Texas and your gorgeous California. I'm going Western PA. Johnny you? What about the Allman brothers, Peter? Yeah, They're no, Johnny you? <laughs> Johnny you, baby. Uh, I'm with I'm with this race. That's just quarterbacks right there. It's a great list. Gone. That's a great list, Peter. George Blanda, you know. Al Davis said George Blando was the clutchest player to ever play the game, and he doesn't even get mentioned. He's on the Hall of Fame list. That's just a quarterback. Be, I'm going. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of original names too. Look, Joe, Johnny, Jim, <laughs> Danny. Like, very creative in there. Those were big back then. <laughs>
I'm with you. Like the, the musicians are great, and, and that's awesome. But I, you mentioned all the quarterbacks. Like, the, the town of Aliquippa alone, you mentioned yeah. Darrell Rivas and yeah. Ty Law. They went there. Iron Mike Ditka, all right, is from that, that right outside of Pittsburgh. So when you think about, like, Aaron Donald from Pittsburgh, how about Russ Grimm, Tony Dorsett? I mean, the list goes on and on. So give me Western PA, and I'm going to sneak another guy in Give here. me. He was a team in a minor, Rutgers. Mike McMahon from Wexford, PA, went to North Allegheny High. There was another guy that I played with named Melvin Cobbs. His nickname was the Cannonball. He was one of the best running backs to ever come out of Penn Hills. Uh, Woodland, actually, excuse me, he was Woodland Hills. Penn Hills was like Mm -hmm. their big rival. So, uh, yeah, don't get What does Al Michael say? All pander. Yeah, that was all pander. Yeah, yeah. Mike McMahon definitely started a Thanksgiving game for the Lions. Like, he was out there running around, look athletic as hell. I, how am I supposed to compete with this? I'm, just, like, I, I'm doing the thing where, like, you know, the, the Nashville's tricky because there's a lot of people who go there yes. and then they for the music. To actually be born, and you pull up the list, it's like I, I'm looking at uh, Annie Potts, who I love. and Great actress. Great actress. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, the wrestler was from You know who was actually born? I'll bring it back to football. You know who was born in Nashville? Bill Belichick was born in Nashville, wow. Tennessee. Then wow. he was eventually raised in Maryland. Sure. Born yeah. in Nashville. It's look. If Peter's going to start the the conversation with Namath and Marino, I like guess pretty much over. <laughs> I think that's checkmate, buddy. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to say like Marin Morris or anything. I don't know who no, that no, is. No, no. Okay, I don't right. even know. Right. So you're going Western PA? I'm so surprised by you. I don't have a case. For, I, I'd love to. I don't have a case for Nashville. Well, you guys freaked out yesterday when someone brought up Tina Turner. She was born in Tennessee. Okay. She's okay. a native, like an she OG She's born from in Tennessee, there. and That's it's good. not like just a Nashville specific, because I hear you. Taylor Swift now, of course, claims Nashville, but she That's was actually born Nashville. in PA. So, like, yeah. you, I get the born in. Uh. Miley Cyrus, actually born in Pennsylvania. Hey, Jamie, you're making a really case. Right. I know. Dolly Parton, actually born in Tennessee. Like, this is not just, I think our staff research people, and they might live there now. No, no, no. Like, well, you got your guy just, Timberlake up Justin there. Justin Timberlake. Yeah, Timberlake. Uh, well, he's a part owner of the Memphis Grizzlies. So yeah, he is yeah. a Tennessee guy through and through. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to go there with Timberlake, but Aretha? Hello? Aretha? You can't put yeah. Tina Turner and Aretha on the same list. I get it. Uh, I get it with your Montanas and your your, your, your Unitises, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I go with uh, Tennessee musicians. Do you consider Elvis, Ten- and he's, Graceland's Memphis, but he's from Tupelo, Mississippi. So do you consider mm-hmm. Elvis, Tennessee? Or? I feel like Elvis's entire musical style was stolen, and I don't respect oh, it. Wow, okay. That's my take. That's, take. that's right. not, that's not right his along. music, Peter. Moving right along. That's just throwdown in general. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good morning, football! Our next guest, Kyle, tell us who it is. It's one of the most interesting people <laughs> in the world. There he is. What's up, Leaf? How are you doing, man? How's everybody doing? Uh, we're doing great. We were talking to you in the break about all kinds of things. We mentioned Kevin Costner, and we're going to get to a leading man for the mm, Titans, spicy. not the Oilers tonight, Will Levis. Not exactly the best draft day for him. However, starting tonight, you like Levis? What are we going to get from him? Well, as you recall, I loved draft day for him because right. I thought it benefited him That's a ton right. to go in the second round. No one spoke about him up through eight weeks here. They weren't talking about it. There wasn't all this pressure. There wasn't this anchor of being a first-round pick and not being able to totally. play. He was able to go in and just toss it around. There was nothing to lose for Will Levis, and he made the most of it. And I congratulate him 
fully on what he was able to do. Uh, now, having said all that, it's a short week. Mike Tomlin, this defense, is going to have a plan in place for finally having some film on a quarterback. What he has been able to do well, though, is utilize Nuke, right? I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, his ability, they didn't blitz him too much. He was able to get double moves down the field. I would expect Pittsburgh to kind of bring the house and make him yeah. get through his reads quickly. Sometimes as a rookie quarterback, though, when you bring that blitz, uh-huh. it helps because it you identify everything so much more clear. You yeah. know where you got to go with the football, mm. and you can let it go. So it should be an interesting chess match between these two uh, uh, coaches and coordinators tonight with the new quarterback playing up against a team. They've been horrible with Tannehill on the road. I mean, horrible. 11 points a game mm. on the road this season in comparison to what they've been like at home where they beat the Bengals and they beat the Chargers yeah. and now they beat the Falcons. Do things shift with Levis as a quarterback on the road? I don't know. Dolphins mm. Chiefs, they're in Germany, Ryan. Kind of a weird nuance of the Dolphins season, despite how good they've been, is that they haven't won a game against a team with a winning record yet. So they lost to the Bills, they lost to the Eagles. Does that change against the Chiefs, considering what happened to the Chiefs last week? Well, I, you know, the Chiefs, their biggest struggle every single season has been October. It just is. It's where they lose some games or where they lay an egg. They get better November, December, as they head into the playoffs. I expect the same here. As for the Dolphins, yeah, I would, I would argue that they have had the best season so far out of the AFC yet. To your point, they've lost games to the Bills and the Eagles. So that lets me believe that they're not going to be able to go on the road in the playoffs and win big games. So to deal with that, you better win a bunch of games and get home field advantage Mm. where you don't have to go on the road in the playoffs. Because if you can host it down in Miami, that's a different story. And to do that, you have to beat some good teams along the way. You have to play the Jets two times with that defense in the back end of the season. The Bills game and the final game of the year could lay everything out for the AFC East. Mm. This is a first, first opportunity for them to do it in a neutral zone where everybody in the world is going to be watching the NFL Network for the biggest game in its history. And I think it's going to be a good one early in the morning. Do you think the league office did the Dolphins a favor putting this thing in Frankfurt as opposed to being in Arrowhead? Because I think if they go into Arrowhead and lose and it's, all right, then they're five and three. To me, I'm like, okay, it's a neutral field. That's how I looked at it. And I know that the Chiefs fans, they represent internationally. They're also big in Germany. What was your thing when you saw the schedule come out and it was Dolphins at Chiefs? It's such a big game that we knew was going to be a game, and that's the one they put in, in Europe. Yeah, I think it's a great point, Peter. I think it, it goes a long way to doing that. You remove, you know, Arrowhead. And Arrowhead is the problem for the AFC. It just it just is. Five consecutive years. I wouldn't be surprised if it, you know, someone told me they nicknamed it the Arrowhead Invitational every yeah, year. All I right. Did. Yeah. <laughs> see, I knew you and I see eye to eye so much. I think Always. you're just like in my head. Yeah. And I just hear stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's my subconscious. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Sticks in there. But I think it's a great thing that they have to go and play at a neutral site because Arrowhead is such a difficult, difficult place. Place to play. All right, the Seahawks, another difficult place to play up there in Lumen Field. They find themselves in first place heading into their game against Baltimore this weekend. You know, it's funny. We were on the show on Monday. We looked at the playoff scenario. If it was, Seahawks would have the two seed right yep. now. But now you're going playing Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Big challenge. What do you think? It is a big challenge. I think this is a great opportunity for the Seattle Seahawks. They travel well. They do. They went to Detroit in week two when I think a lot of people were really high on the, on the Lions. Low on the Seahawks. They lost to the Rams week yeah, one. That's and it, was just, it just seems so contradictory. But early on in the season, and week one lies, we've talked about that before, teams start to find their way later in the year. And certainly, Pete Carroll's got this team winning football games. I don't care how they win it. They, they shouldn't have won that game against Cleveland with what they were doing. You don't need to throw the ball there, Kevin Stefanski, right? You don't need to throw it off Jamal Adams' head. It's, you can do different things in that moment. But they found a way to win. I mean, it was a first quarter for Geno Smith, and it was a fourth quarter one drive for Geno Smith, and it was good enough to win. 
and that's what Pete Carroll gets out of his team. The defense is getting better. Devin Witherspoon has been incredibly good. Moffa for me out of Minnesota, it was that was such a steal as a draft pick. And then they go and pick up, uh, you know, a big time player in the in the in the in the. Um, Trade, in the trade window, you know, the trade deadline. I mean, it's just they continue to find ways, and they put themselves in a really good position. Could that swap this year? Could Seattle be the division champion, and ultimately San Francisco would have to go to, like, let's say mm-hmm. Seattle? That's a very big possibility with San Francisco having to go to Jacksonville after this bye week. Baltimore, for me, is the complete team. My only question is they just feel like they have fits and starts yeah. throughout games. Like, they just let teams hang around, mm-hmm. do this, that, and the other, except against the Lions, a game that they really got up for, and they put the pedal down and put the uh, you know the heel on the neck type mm-hmm. of mentality. I want to see that from the Ravens this week. I want to see a very good playoff contending team come in, and I want you to do the same thing you did to Detroit a couple weeks ago. If you can't, find a way to win, of course, but that's what I'd love to see from Lamar and group. No doubt. All right, let's shift from some of the good teams in the NFL to some of the not-so-good teams in the NFL right now. It's not the first time something bad happened in Las Vegas after midnight, but the, they just fired, the Raiders just fired uh, Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, the GM. Uh, what do you make of this whole situation, and what would it be like for Aiden O'Connell right now mm-hmm. going into this week as the starter? You don't want to be in this position. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Good. <laughs> it's not good to be a rookie quarterback and lose your head coach after four or five. It, it just, it's not. I couldn't understand fully when they were the Hunter Renfro conversation was being had about yeah. shipping him out and everything mm-hmm. like that. I, two weeks ago, I made this comment. I was like, how is Josh McDaniel still the head coach there? Okay. I, I, I couldn't understand it. It didn't make sense to me. And the reason why is, I, I think, is Max Crosby. I just think Max Crosby takes the team and puts them on his shoulders and carries everybody around. And for me, maybe the defensive player of the year up to this point because of what he does. If the team was better, I think he'd be far and away the best defensive player. And he just carries people on his back. And it just wasn't good enough because the offense, which was Josh McDaniels, you know, you know, keys to success has been awful, been terrible. Devontae Adams hasn't been able to get the rock. You know, Hunter Renfro hasn't been utilized. They led the league in rushing last year. They couldn't do that. So Mark Davis simply had to, to make a move. It's just... This is just residual over and over. I was like, get Tom Brady those shares. Get him in the office. Show him how to be winners. <laughs> yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. That's what I want I next. It's odd that Tom yeah. Brady was a part of a, 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 probably a conversation where I'm sure Davis might have mentioned it to him, knowing that they're co-owners of the WNBA team, that it was McDaniels, Ziegler, Mick Lombardi, who's Mike Lombardi's kid, who is with the Patriots forever, and also Jimmy and all these guys are being benched. Is it odd that Brady was probably consulted? What do you think? I don't think it's odd. I think there's something to be said. You've... When somebody shows you who they are, at some point you have to believe them, okay? And what Josh McDaniels has showed us as a head coach is he's, he's just not a head coach. He's an unbelievable coordinator, yeah, I hear right? You. Behind the scenes, dealing with, drawing up things in the dirt, nexus and O's yep. and executing them, going out. He's not a head coach. And that's not a bad thing, okay? If you're not a head coach, quali- it's not a bad thing. You can be incredibly good. I talked to Chris Peterson for years when he was at Washington. He loved when he was at Boise and he was just drawing up plays. And then he got to go and do that and was just like, you know what I give to go back yeah. and do that deal? Really? That's a, that's See, I think you work your whole life as a coach and it's to get to that You apex. think you do until you get it, mm-hmm. I think. Sometimes I think everything you wish for and then you get it and you go, oh, boy. I'm that a coordinator. Was, yeah, I'm a coordinator, I'm a coordinator and I'm a really good one. I learned at North Turner all the time. I'm a, broadca- I'm a yeah. broadcaster and a very good one. I'm not an NFL quarterback. I had to figure that out right there. <laughs> The hard way, people. You know? right, Leif. Let me tell you something, Leif. We'll show you who we are at this table. Despite the Jets and Giants game last weekend going for combined 24 punts, we still watch at the table. Oh, we, yeah. We couldn't Here we go. peel our eyes off of it. We act, it made us think about the record, though. Like, when was the last time that many punts happened? The record actually happened in week six of the 1998? 1998 season. <laughs>
Brandon, yeah. Why what am team? I telling you that, Ryan? Why am I telling you that? Um, because I was the quarterback in hey. this game. What were you doing? Uh, I don't remember much after the second quarter. I got hit by Daryl oh. Russell and had a concussion. Okay. And the next thing I know is that Wade. Will, next thing I know is Wade Wilson throwing like a bomb to beat us. But I what I do remember yeah. is when we got home on Monday, we went in and watched the film. You know, Rodney Harrison walks up to me and he's just like, it's been a bad three weeks for me, people, right? I yelled at a reporter, we got beat by Peyton, and then I went up and got my, my tail beat by, by Oakland. And so Rodney goes, Leaf, let's go to Vegas. So we get on a plane, we fly what? to Vegas. Go on. Monday night, we sit down at the blackjack table, we go crazy. You and Rodney. Me and Rodney, we win like 125 grand. <laughs> Story. On nice. Monday night, nice. we go to bed, and he's like, all right, I got, we're at the MGM Grand. We're like, I got this really, Rodney knew everything, right? It's like, I got this host. We got this great therapist down uh, in, okay. in the morning for soreness and all the things that we've done. And I go, yeah, I'm in. We wake up, and it's da-da-da, da-da-da. Uh -huh. And I go, what? Kevin Gilbride, head coach for the San Diego Chargers, has been fired. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. You're in Vegas. I'm in Vegas. And I look at Rodney, and we just look guy. at each other, and I'm like, that's my guy. Uh, Rodney's kind of happy because uh, <laughs> he, he was he wanted Junior and him to have some defensive. Not his guy. Not his guy. <laughs> so we're kind of looking at each other, and I go, well, you know, what do we do now? So, like, it's back before 9-11, so we're... You know, I just go to the, the, the cage and they wrap it up in cellophane and I put it in my backpack of 125 grand oh and we put God. it on our back and it goes through security and we get to we get to San Diego and I'm looking at him like, what do we do? Uh -huh. And he's like, I don't know. And I said, well, we drove to the Range Rover dealership and we were going to get, we literally went in and got them to pull out like a custom painted Chargers blue and Chargers yellow one. We were going to put like LV1 and LV2 on the license plates. Las Vegas 1, Las Vegas yeah. 2. Yeah. yeah. Cooler heads prevailed. Okay, you didn't buy the Range Rover. Didn't buy the Range Rovers. Took the home, the money home, put it in a safe in there, and it, it yeah, parlayed it, it. It fueled our Vegas trips for the next three years. Oh, <laughs> wow. Well yeah. done. Yeah. So that's what I that's remember awesome. from that biggest punting game. This sounds like a movie. Punts, 125 grand. Yeah, like Head coach day. gets fired overnight. Your life. I know. Thank you for coming to our table. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> I should have bought later. the Range Rovers because yeah. if, if it fueled your Vegas trips in the coming years, that was probably evil, right? Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know what you know. I think you know Kevin Gilbride probably uh, sends a, uh, a a voodoo hex on it, maybe or something yeah, like that. Yeah, uh, Damn. yeah, yeah. Um, loved Kevin Gilbride. Yeah, you love Kevin Gilbride. Yeah, great man. We love Ryan Leaf. Love him. Yeah, we do. Love Ryan Leaf. Really yeah. do, Ryan. Morgan, Morgan, football. I love. I want to hear more. I did too. I like Vegas. <laughs> you had it cellophane wrapped. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. In, hundred in my backpack. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.